Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. Dan, 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 clear of the closing doors, please. Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I am your host. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in to SST on Apple Podcast app, Spotify, and on YouTube. We're here to talk about NFL quarterbacks right now, man, because it's playoff time. Week 18 in the books. It's time to talk about some playoffs here in the NFL. And specifically, what I'm going to do is rank my playoff quarterbacks in tiers. Now, full transparency, I am recording this episode before week 18, so I'm not 100% certain on the 14 quarterbacks that are going to be in the playoffs here. So my list is going to be a little bit longer. I'm going to include every team or quarterback because some teams you're not really sure, right? right? So I'm going to include every team here that has a chance to still make the playoffs. So the teams like the Lions and the Packers, um, the Patriots, Dolphins, Steelers, Titans, like all these people are going to be in the rankings here. And I'm going to go through just what I'm thinking about when I'm looking at these teams, when I'm looking at these lines from a gambling standpoint, when I'm thinking about who I trust to make it deep in the playoffs, make it to the Super Bowl, and then perhaps win the Super Bowl, win the whole thing, right? That's the whole point why we play this game is to win Super Bowls, win championships. And these quarterbacks on these lists here, they think the same as us, and that's exactly what they're trying to do. So before I go into my tiers, let me actually tell you what I'm naming these tiers, what I'm calling these tiers, because in the past, I've done quarterback episodes with my guy, Paul Barquita, you know, my high school quarterback. We talk about elite, great, good, whatever. And we talked about elite being quarterbacks who can carry a team and then great being quarterbacks who can carry a team, but don't always, right? There's kind of that difference there. It's that, that fine line between being the best at what you do and being almost at the top, right? So that's kind of how I'm going to break this down. So here are my actual tier names. I'm calling the first one him. This is the him tier. This quarterback is him. He is him. We understand how that phrase works. If you don't, you get it. That's the best one. If you are him, if you are it, if you are the one, you are in this tier. The second tier is called could be him. Could be that guy. He is that guy sometimes. Maybe he's not that guy all the time. Maybe he's been that guy in the past, and he hasn't been, but he still can be. You might think about one or two people that pop to your mind from that tier list, and I'm stealing this. I'm straight up. I'm just going to say it right now. It is the funniest thing that I see weekly on Twitter. I don't listen to this podcast, but they post their QB tiers every week. It's part of my take. And they post it, and I always look, and I, I'm looking through the little pictures they post on Twitter, their silly graphic and whatever, and there's always that tier somewhere towards the middle, maybe towards the top, depending on the week. It's just called Kirk Cousins. It's just called Kirk Cousins. That's that's the third tier. So you got him. You got could be him. You got Kirk Cousins as the third tier, who's obviously going to be on one of these lists on, on this tier. Um, that's That's not a bad thing, by the way. I'm not a Kirk Cousins hater. I don't think it's a bad thing to be in the Kirk Cousins bracket, uh, but it's not a good thing either. Maybe, right? And that's one of our bigger tiers. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that one when we get there. There's three more tiers. This one I'm just calling shouldn't blow it. This the quarterbacks in this tier they shouldn't blow it. They might, but they shouldn't. 
but they might. Next year is called might blow it because they might blow it. Maybe they won't, but they, they probably will, or they very well might. All right, so that's the second to last tier, and then the final tier is not him. Not him. That means you're the opposite of the top tier. You're on the, the bottom, the worst tier. Uh, so we got him, could be him, Kirk Cousins, shouldn't blow it, might blow it, and not him. Those are my quarterback tiers here going into the playoffs in the NFL. I'm going to start at the top. I'm going to start with the best of the best. I'm going to start with him. Start with the best quarterbacks we got entering the 2023 playoffs. How else do we start the him tier? Then with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is him. Joining him in that tier is Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. That's it. Just three. They're all in the AFC. They all might have to face each other. Well, I don't know if technically they can all face each other. That's probably impossible because one of them would have to beat the other before they all faced each other. But at least two, probably three, three of these quarterbacks are playing one another at this at one point here in the AFC playoffs, right? So the top, top tier is three AFC quarterbacks, all still kind of finagling for the one seed, at least when I'm recording this, because we're not sure what's going down with that bills Bengals game uh, that got stopped short. And Mahomes and the Chiefs, they're still kind of in, in play for that one seed as well. So that's the top tier, man. And to talk about it just quickly, because obviously we all know about these guys. We talk about these guys. We got these guys on our fantasy teams. We see them in front of our face as much as anybody else in the entire NFL. There's a reason that it's not all hype. There's a reason that these people are in this tier all alone. And it comes down to they are the best at making plays in the smallest moments. They're best at making plays in the mid-tier moments. And they're best at making plays in the biggest moments. They're quarterbacks that you could entirely trust to make the right play, to do it with the right effort, to put it on with the right amount of gusto and the right amount of balls in the right moment. That's what these three quarterbacks have in common. Mahomes, I think, is number one of this tier, but these three all firmly belong in this tier. And they do it differently. Joe Burrow is probably the most comfortable just hanging back in the pocket and you know hitting his receivers, taking advantage of his talent that he has on this team with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, Hayden Hurst down that he's back too. Like Joe Burrow sits back there and gets the job done, is tough as nails, more athletic than he gets credit for, and just is an absolute gamer baller. We know him. We love him. That's why he's here. Josh Allen, on the other hand, has the biggest arm, maybe, you can argue. Mahomes' arm is pretty damn huge, too, but Allen's the biggest athlete. He's the most athletic physically uh, out of these three quarterbacks. He can take the game into his own hands, and he does frequently, especially in the biggest moments, running the ball, running through people, making every single play that he has to to put his team in a chance to win. I think there's a part of this Bill's storyline here too, that they're going to be playing for something bigger than themselves right now <clears throat> going into this playoff. They're going to be playing for their brother and playing for their teammate. And they're going to do everything in their power to put their absolute best effort out there. And thankfully they have a guy who does that already. And thankfully they have a guy that when he does that, when he extends himself, he typically gets better and typically makes more plays. Now he's been a little bit in uh, turnover prone this year. Josh Allen has been, He's turning it over a little bit more than I'm sure he likes and his coach likes. Part of that is him forcing it at times. Part of that is maybe him getting a little complacent. We've seen times with Patrick Mahomes where he almost can look bored with situations where you're trying to do stuff that you don't need to do to see what you can accomplish. 
to to kind of push the envelope a little bit. Josh Allen got to that point a little bit this year and still was awesome at it. And and he obviously belongs in this tier as well. So those three quarterbacks, man, they sit ahead above the rest. And that's why they are in the him tier here entering the 2023 playoffs. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, the big three of quarterbacks, all in the same conference in separate divisions, hopefully playing each other for a long damn time, having epic performance after epic performance. My trust ranking in that tier goes with Mahomes first, goes with Allen second, and goes with Joe Burrow third. It comes down to physicality for Josh Allen, being able to put it in his own hands, like I mentioned before. And Joe Burrow loses just like an inch on this. It's very close because of the semi-reliance on his skill players where, you know, does he deserve a lot of credit? and deserve to be in this tier, absolutely. But how much of that has helped having Jamar freaking Chase on his team and T. Higgins, two of the best ball getters in the NFL. So that's why he's third on that list, but still squarely above the rest of the NFL quarterbacks entering the top tier. And just for reference sake, we're talking about just uh, playoff quarterbacks here. There's no one who didn't make the playoffs who be in that tier anyway. So this is the tier. It don't matter. Regular season, preseason, midseason, playoffs. There aren't three quarterbacks better. There's not one quarterback, I'm sorry, that belongs next to those three. That's just the fact of the matter. That's just what it is. Moving on to our second tier. Could be him. This tier is a little bit more complicated, a little bit more interesting. Got a couple more names in it. Because it it can mean two different things. It could be kind of looked at from two different sides of the stone. Could be him means that they're occasionally him, but you want to see more consistency. Maybe they're still young. They're still trying to prove it that they are actually him, and maybe they can crack that top three of Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, but they're not there yet. And then on the flip side, it could be somebody who has been that dude, who has been making all those plays, who has been here in our faces, in our lives for a long time, who still got it in him. So let me start off. The top of the could be him tier, the person I think most likely to crack the tippy top tier is Justin Herbert. Now, what's holding Justin Herbert back, I don't believe is himself. If we were doing a, you know, blank slate, just, you know, looking at the pure ability, talent, mental, everything that goes into playing quarterback, I think Herbert could be argued to be in that top tier. But what we're seeing and what we've saw over this season does not allow him to get there. And on the Joe Burrow front, on that portion of the conversation, I could I could argue that Justin Herbert's a slightly better quarterback than Joe Burrow or neck and neck, and I don't think that's a crazy argument. Now, a lot of people are going to say, how dare you put Justin Herbert right next to Joe Burrow? Burrow made the Super Bowl already without an O-line and did all this stuff on a magical run where he was dominating on offense and just crushing people, right? That's true. But if we're going to give Joe Burrow the, the, the luxury of Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, we have to then properly analyze Justin Herbert playing a lot of this season without Keenan Allen, a lot of this season without Mike Williams, maybe not a lot of the season, but a portion of the season without Mike Williams. I mean, there were a lot of, a lot of weeks where it was Josh Palmer, DeAndre Carter, and Gerald Everett as the leading receivers. And obviously Austin Eckler's in there as well. So 
from a from a straight up perspective of quarterbacking, you can argue Herbert belongs up there, but he needs to just prove some more. This is his first playoff experience coming up right now. He could be him. Justin Herbert could be him, but he's not yet. Could be. He's on his way. He's most likely to crack the top tier, but for now he sits at the top of tier number two. Joining him in the could be him tier. I'm saying him a lot. It's freaking me out, actually. Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts, and a guy who actually, um, I have him in two categories out of respect and out of being a little bit scared. I have Tom Brady joining Herbert, Jackson, Rodgers, and Hurts in the could be him category. Because guess what? He hasn't had a good season, Tom Brady. He's second in the league in yards right now, passing yards for the season. And yet he's not been very good. It's a very weird thing here for Tom Terrific, for the best quarterback of all time, for the man who we've seen come back from so many deficits and lead game-winning drives and crush people in first, second, third, and fourth quarters, make every throw under the sun, make every right read. We've seen it for so long. I don't have to even say this right now. But based off what we saw this year, he doesn't even belong in the second tier. He doesn't. And that's me. Basically playing mental gymnastics, I have him in another category as well. But he belongs here because as we saw in week 17, he could still be him. Tom Brady, TB12. He can still do it, man. He can still chuck it deep to Mike Evans, who finally did something special after a year that I'm sure he's disappointed him. He showed up. Chris Godwin still making plays. You know, Fournette looks old. I mean, watching Brady and Fournette next to each other is a little ugly sometimes. But guess what? When it comes down to it, is he going to make the right decision? I think so. When it comes down to it, is he going to take the big risk throw over the top to Mike Evans or Chris Godwin? I think so. When it comes down to it and they're down by four on the final drive of the fourth quarter, can he lead the Buccaneers to one more score? Yes, he can. So as much as he may not belong, based off his performance, in 2022, 2023, he very well may still be him and very well could be for a stretch of a few weeks. And he might. This team's been a mess all year. Defensively, not as good as they were. Offensively injured and underwhelming. O-line banged up. TB12 still got something. And I would not put it past him. I don't know if I'm going to bet on him. I might try to stay away from his game, honestly. I might just throw a little something on the side. Who knows? I might not bet it, but will I be shocked? Will you be shocked if all of a sudden he throws for 340 and three touchdowns and they win 30 to 21? Not me. Miss me with that. I ain't, I ain't shocked by that. And you shouldn't be either because he's done it for too damn long to be disrespected enough to not think that he has one or two or four wins in him going into the 23 playoffs. Tom Brady made it, man. He made the could be him. I have him at the bottom of it, but he could be that dude still. He could be. The middle of that tier, I kind of went roundabout there. I went Herbert at the top of that second tier, Brady at the bottom of that second tier, and also stay tuned for some Brady uh, later on as well. In the middle of tier number two, I have Lamar Jackson, who hasn't played in a couple weeks. I have Aaron Rodgers, who's playing the better uh, football of his season right now. And I have Jalen Hurts, who's missed two weeks in a row but we all expect him to be back for the playoffs. And is really, he was on an MVP track. Based off this season alone, based off just what happened for weeks one through 15, Jalen Hurts is in the top tier. 
Now we don't put him there because he doesn't belong there yet. He not he is not a singular force. He is not a individual quarterback yet to be said with Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. That's why he is firmly in this could be him category because he very well could be. And I don't think it's a fluke what Jalen Hurts has accomplished here in Philadelphia. Has it helped a ton that their O-line's awesome, that they could run the crap out of the ball, partially thanks to him, and that they got A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith out there making awesome plays left and right? Absolutely it helped. Absolutely it helped him. That's not to take him away. That's not to drop him down. It's also not to put him yet at that level of Mahomes Allen Burrow. It's too early for him to be there, but can he get there? Yes, he can. And I hope to see him healthy. I hope to see him making plays in the playoffs here again because he was one of the most exciting players in the NFL, and it wasn't fluke. It wasn't just, oh, they're better than everyone else. It was he. And as we've learned since he's been out in the past two weeks where their offense is getting a little bit crusty, a little bit harder for them to get going, that it has been a lot to do with the talent, competitiveness, and smarts of Jalen Hurts. This guy's pushed all the right buttons, made all the right decisions, taken all the right risks, been careful when he has to, run the ball down the throat of people when he knows he can. Those are all incredibly important qualities in a quarterback. And that's why he's firmly in tier two with a chance to be in that top tier, but not as good a chance as Justin Herbert. Now, Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, is the opposite of Jalen Hurts. That's why it's very, very fitting that they're in the same tier. They're next to each other here in tier number two. Lamar didn't have any receivers like A.J. Brown or Devonta Smith. Did he even have a Quez Watkins on his team? I mean, seriously. Is Devin DuVernay or Demarcus Robinson or old Deshaun Jackson as good as the number three on the Philadelphia Eagles? I think Tyler Boyd would step right in, number three from the, from the Bengals, and be the number one on the Ravens yesterday. Right, like talk about help. Lamar had none of it. He had no running backs early in the year. J.K. Dobbins finally looking good. Gus Edwards finally looking good. And of course, Lamar's been out now for a couple of weeks. We got to make sure he's right. And entering the playoffs here, if he's there, if he's healthy, if he's running around doing what he does, I firmly put him in this tier. I think he makes good enough throws. I think he makes all the plays with his feet. I think he makes the right decisions. I don't think he is an over-risky quarterback, but I do think he takes, takes enough risks. He will throw it deep, even though there's no reason to trust those damn receivers. For all the hate that Lamar can get, which he doesn't get a ton of it, because I think people know how shorthanded his team was offensively this year. He gets some hate. He gets some pushback. Oh, he can't be a pocket quarterback. He can't push a team over the hump. I'm not saying that, and I'm never going to say that until I see this man play with a talented set of skill players that can help him out that can make some contested catches outside of Mark Andrews. I mean, seriously, it's ugly, dude. It's really rough to watch those receivers in Baltimore play sometimes, and it hurts me because I think that Lamar Jackson is him. I want to say it. I want to say it. I think Lamar is that dude. I think he is him. But I cannot put him in that category yet because of some of the struggles in some big games and because the numbers and because the ability to consistently have great drives just isn't there. Their ability to score touchdowns consistently just isn't there. It's not all his fault. Like I mentioned, it's really not. You gotta, you gotta actually be careful when you start talking bad about Lamar Jackson, because it's just not fair. 
it's just not fair what some of the other people in the NFL get to play with when he has that. It's just not right. And I'm looking here right now, part of their issue this year for Baltimore was their red zone offense, right? And that's another reason why Lamar cannot be at the top yet. Again, no running backs early in the season. O-line's all right. Mark Andrews didn't really get going much this year. He's been a little bit disappointing, even though he's still one of the top ends in the league. They were only 46% success rate once reaching the red zone. That's not going to cut it. And that's going to hold Lamar Jackson back from being mentioned with some of those top dudes. But I think he can get there. I think he could be him. He can carry you for a full game. He can carry you for a few weeks in a row. Don't know if they're going to have enough to make that splash. We haven't seen him with that offense in a while, but Lamar deserves to be in tier two. Similarly for Aaron Rodgers, uh, took a while to get going. I mentioned this uh, a couple weeks in a row now. This team in in the uh, Green Bay Packers, I mean, they're eight and eight. They basically control their own destiny now to make the playoffs if they beat the Lions here in week, week 18, which you know already, obviously. I'm assuming it happened. I do have the Lions quarterback on this list as well because I mentioned taking all quarterbacks who have a chance to make the playoffs. I'm recording this before week 18. There was a three-game stretch where the Packers lost to the Giants, the Jets, and the Commanders. Three weeks in a row. One of those games. One of those games. Specifically, Commanders and the Jets that week. One of those. And they're in the playoffs right now. Just one. And we're not having this conversation. Well, actually, they would still be playing for the playoffs because they had to beat the Lions, tiebreak, whatever. But they're they're much closer to being a good team this year than we want to think. And part of it is their defense stepping up. Part of it is Aaron Rodgers starting to buy in to what he has around him and starting to lean on A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, who everybody, including me, including probably you, have been saying, these are the best two players on your team. They need to touch the ball a lot. Finally, over the past couple of weeks, their touches are going up, their yards are up, their touchdowns are up. I mean, A.J. Dillon couldn't get in the end zone to save his life weeks one through 12. Now he's got six touchdowns in the past couple of weeks. I mean, where was that, right? So it took time. But we have to, we have to put Aaron Rodgers in, in category two here in the could-be-him category because we know, like Tom Brady, even more so than Tom Brady because he's probably a little bit better right now. Today, he's probably a little bit better that he can carry. He can make those big throws. He will take those big risks. He will chuck a 55-yard pass to Christian Watson down the field for a contested catch. Those are important, and those can help them. And if I'm in the NFC right now, and I'm I'm the I'm the two seed, I'm the San Francisco 49ers, or I'm the three seed. Well, I guess he would only be able to be the seven seed. So uh, if I'm, uh, again, this sucks that I'm doing this after uh, 18 week 18. I don't know, but whatever. He can play the Niners, the Vikings, and you know this already, but I don't. Or the cow, not the Cowboys, the Niners or the Vikings. That could happen. Or the Eagles, maybe. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. God damn it. This is confusing. Doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers against any of those teams can be the best quarterback on the field and carry his team to victory. That's the most important part. And that's why he's firmly in tier number two. Moving on to tier number three, Kirk Cousins. What's up? Kirk Cousins tier sounds really negative. It sounds like a place you don't want to be. But let me tell you a little bit about Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, in my opinion, this year, has done something that was very important for him. One, has upped his risk responsibly, 
right, everyone says drink responsibly. Up your risk responsibly as a quarterback. Take more chances. Put the ball in the hands of your receivers or in the vicinity of your receivers to make a play. How many times did we see in the past two seasons before this one, Justin Jefferson all pissed off that he didn't get targeted because he thought he had a step. Stefan Diggs, when he was a Viking, getting pissed off because he thought he had a step. Adam Thielen, not happy, not getting a look, even though he seemed to get all the red zone looks in the past two years, not as many this year. And it was just like, Kirk, why when you're down 10 points, do you look like freaking Joe Montana? But when you're up 10 points, you look scared to be there. You look like you don't belong. What happens? Why, when you play at 1 o'clock, are you a freaking beast? And why, when you play at 8 p.m., are you a shell of yourself? Well, this year, a lot of those things were taken away. A lot of those moments were actually flipped in Kirk's favor. We're talking about comeback wins. We're talking about beating teams that they were underdogs against. We're talking about coming back from the biggest deficit in NFL history for the largest comeback victory ever. These things are all positives for Kirk Cousins. Now, however, this is still a mid-tier. This is still tier number three. Now, I look at this mostly as a positive. However, we know it's not. We know it's not all gravy when we're talking about Kirk Cousins. We all know we're waiting for a possible disaster at any moment. And I think all of these quarterbacks, all of these quarterbacks fit into this category which is Kirk Cousins. And almost it deserves less, no, like no more explanation. I think I said enough. So it's not as negative as it seems from the get-go, but it's probably not as good as they want it to be. And that is the story of Kirk Cousins. So in the Kirk Cousins tier includes five quarterbacks, one of which top Kirk Cousins quarterback to me, Dak Prescott. <laughs> so obvious that it would be Kirk Cousins, right? No, it's not. It's Dak Prescott, man. Dak Prescott is just as much Kirk Cousins as Kirk Cousins. He outkirks Kirk. He could do it any week. Three picks. Why? Dak, what happened? You got dudes. He's putting the ball in the vicinity of CeeDee Lamb. Go make a play. He's, th he's throwing Michael Gallup open. He's giving the ball to Tony Pollard to let him cook. But Dak Prescott has had these moments this year where they can't move the freaking ball. And the Cowboys look lost on offense. Where that? What happened? Right? And now we know, you know, Dak's had some injuries. Dak missed a few games early in the year. Maybe he needed more time to get in his rhythm. It's all possible that he doesn't belong here. But based off what I watched this year, what I saw from the Cowboys offense, what I saw from Dak Prescott, not being as sharp as he normally is, not being as mobile as he normally is. That's another thing here with Dak that you have to watch. I think he belongs here. I don't think that he... Let me phrase this correctly because my tier two is could be him. I don't think that Dak Prescott is him. And I don't know that he could be him. I think he only could be him. Does that make sense to you? I don't know if it does. I think it should. We have the him tier, the could be him tier, and Kirk Cousins. He's Kirk Cousins right now. Could he be him? I don't think so, but he could be him. That's that's Dak Prescott this year. He's not near Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. But is he near Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts? Absolutely. But right now, he's Kirk Cousins. Also, joining him in the Kirk Cousins category, he's Kirk Cousins, obviously. Don't have to say much more. We talked about it. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. In that case, he's him. <laughs> really saying him too much. This is bothering me. All right. Daniel Jones 
Tom Brady and Trevor Lawrence also join the Kirk Cousins protocol here. So the, to fill out the entire bracket of Kirk Cousins, uh, we got we got a couple people that you may not want to see on this part of the tier. And I'm going to pull it up here so you guys can look along on YouTube as well. But Daniel Jones, Tom Brady, and Trevor Lawrence. The reason why I have Tom Brady in here twice is because I don't know I don't know what he is right now. I don't know what he is. I have to, yes, have to give him the benefit of the doubt and keep him in that category with Aaron Rodgers, with uh, Lamar Jackson, because he could easily outperform them any day of the week. And maybe that is the true epitome of Kirk Cousins. But Brady, out of respect, deserves to be there. But he also deserves to be here. He's had moments where he looked way too old and way too immobile, way too ready to get rid of the ball as quick as possible to not take hits. And that is not where you need to be if you're Tom Brady in this Buccaneers offense right now. Talked about some of their inefficiencies, man. They have struggled this year when it comes to red zone offense. Now, they've gotten a lot better. About three, four weeks ago, they were at 45%. They're now up to 51% success rate once they reach the red zone. So they're they're moving in the right direction, I believe, and that's why they're going to be a little bit of a scary team to count out when it comes to playoff time here. But Tom Brady this year showed that he has inconsistencies in his performance, something we're not used to, but something that's true. Now, Daniel Jones and Trevor Lawrence, I almost put them in a similar category here. Daniel Jones has really, really taken control of this giant team and deserves so much praise. Mark Shenlug and I will have none of your crazy, crazy hate. None of it. Mark Lugan, guys, if you don't know, does the picks with us every week. In group chats with us constantly just trying to rip Daniel Jones down. Trying to just rip him to shreds for every bad throw he makes. It's not fair. It's not fair, but that's the life you live when you're Kirk Cousins. When you're in the Kirk Cousins category, man. You get praised kind of for your good. Maybe you get praised too much for your good. But you also get ripped too far down for your bad. And the fact of the matter is that with all the positives that he's done, with the ability he's shown to run the ball tough this season and put the ball in the end zone on the ground, take matters into his own hands, and throw some more touchdowns, he's still not close to some of the guys in that other category. And again, if you're watching on YouTube, you can look back to that second tier of Herbert, Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts, right? Like some of that stuff, some of those quarterbacks, they are way better. They are, they're better than Daniel Jones. Maybe way better is too strong. There's still a lot to be desired for DJ, but there's a lot to be proud of, and there's a lot to appreciate about the season he's put together this year. There's toughness. There's a willingness to make big throws. There's a willingness to take hits, which is huge, and there's a willingness to trust in his coaches and teammates, even if he shouldn't. He belongs partially in that Lamar Jackson category. We're talking about Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins, the leading receivers on this team. Darius Slayton. There's no number one in that group. I didn't mention a number one wide receiver right there. So he deserves some benefit of the doubt for that exactly. However, do you trust Daniel Jones to carry you through multiple games? Do you trust that he can be him for even moments? Maybe just for moments. Maybe not for quarters. Maybe not for halves and for games. He, he just has moments. And that's the epitome of Kirk Cousins. I think Trevor Lawrence is almost the same, except that he's a little bit more raw, kind of lost out on a year of development, which Daniel Jones did too. I mean, Jason Garrett, Joe Judge, what are we talking about, right? 
So Trevor Lawrence, Daniel Jones, I look at them as very similar. They have a chance to bounce up. I give Trevor Lawrence a much bigger chance to bounce up. I think we're looking at a Kirk Cousins for life here in Daniel Jones. I don't think his ceiling is a ton higher than what it is right now, despite there's room for him to grow. And I think he can do it. I think he should be the quarterback of the New York Giants moving forward. Right now, it's still a lot for him to prove to enter any sort of tier above where he is right now, which is in that if we're ranking like one to 32, right? All the starting quarterbacks, it's at best in that mm, nine through 16 range, right? Like that's probably his, his range right there. I don't think he's the 20th best quarterback. I do not think he's a top eight quarterback by any means. I don't even think he's a top 10, but I think out of respect for what he's accomplished this year and the ability to run the football, you can make the argument. I just don't think it's an argument that I would agree with. Tom Brady belongs here. I already mentioned why. Uh, so let's move on then to our next category. This category is called shouldn't blow it. This quarterback or these quarterbacks, they shouldn't blow it for you. They could blow it for you, but they shouldn't. And part of that's because of their solidness at the position. Part of it's for what they have around them. This tier only has one quarterback and it's Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers is in the lone tier called shouldn't blow it. He should not blow it. He could, but he should not because of the talent, because of the scheme, because of the coach, and because of what he's proven to this point as a starting quarterback, making good decisions, pushing the ball downfield when he has to, relying on his skill players who are very talented, like Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, who's gotten going more so with Brock Purdy than anyone else this season, and Brandon Ayuk. And Debo Samuel looks like he's going to be back, and that's a huge positive and a huge win for the 49ers as well. So I think Brock Purdy, not just based off the team he's on, not just based off the coach he has, but also based off of what he's done so consistently since he's taken over as starting quarterback for the 49ers that he actually belongs some of the uh, above some of these other guys. And part of it's because of what he has around him. Part of it's because of he deserves it for how he's playing football. Moving on to our second to last tier. This tier is called might blow it because this quarterback or these quarterbacks, they might blow it. They might not but they might blow it. And this tier includes Geno Smith, Jared Goff. And I just put dolphins question mark. Again, you guys listen to this already know who made the playoffs. I don't when I'm recording this yet. So I have to include every team that has a chance, right? Tua. Can he play again this year? Probably not. He probably shouldn't. Maybe he could. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know if this was Tua for sure. He'd be in the Kirk cousins tier right now unfortunately. And there was a point in time this season where we were going to put him probably in that second tier of quarterback. I mean, he was in the MVP discussion. He was putting up stupid numbers. We were never going to put him next to Mahomes, Allen Burrow, but he was going to be in that second tier. And, and that was Tua, you know, five weeks ago. Tua today with injuries, obviously, we don't know if he's even going to play, but Tua, even before he was injured, some of those negativities started coming back around. They started to show face. Some of the shortcomings were maybe starting to just peek their head a little bit, which would have put him in the Kirk Cousins category. I think at the top of it, very much like Dak Prescott, where they're knocking at the door of tier two, but right now they still belonged in, in tier three. That's where two will belong. But with uh, Teddy Bridgewater or Skylar Thompson, you got to put these guys in the might blow it category because guess what? They might blow it. 
and they might blow it so much that I'm talking about this and it doesn't matter because they lost to the Jets in week 18 and it, it's over, right? So Dolphins as a quarterback unit, they might blow it. If it was two, I'd feel a little better. But if if it's anyone else, I'm not feeling that good about it. Mike McDaniel deserves the credit though for a great, great year. Geno Smith, Jared Goff, look at them very similarly. Talented uh, athletes, you know, Jared Goff, small hands, whatever. I don't really care. He can throw the ball. He can move the ball. He can find him on Ross St. Brown. He can hand off to Jamal Williams and Andre Swift. He can run an offense. If it's cold, we know he struggles. Got his first win in, in some really cold weather. Maybe not his first win, but got a big win, some cold weather uh, against the Jets this year. That was against Zach Wilson, whatever. Jared Goff and Geno Smith for as nice of their as their seasons have been. I don't think it's right for you to sit on your couch and say, yeah, Gino's going to lead a good drive right now. Jared Goff's going to lead a good drive right now. There's a lot of reason to believe that those quarterbacks can be holding back these offenses despite how positive they've been for their teams this year. So Gino, great story, great season, doing some really nice things. I don't think teams are going to look to him as an answer. They're going to continue to look to him and Jared Goff as a bridge and always keep their options open to get better. And for that, you know, I'm out on them as my franchise quarterback, but you might have something for flashes in the pan. You might have a nice season if you got some good talent around him, but they also might blow it. At any moment, they can make one of those throws that just boggle your mind that say, how did that happen? How did we get here? Why did I trust you? Because they might blow it any minute. And then lastly, we have our final category. It's called not him. These quarterbacks are not him. I've been trying not to say him as much in the second portion of this podcast. Hope they didn't. But this category is called not him. And unfortunately, Mac Jones is the leader of this category. I am not impressed. I wasn't very impressed last year when he had a better rookie season and there was some reason to, to have hope for what he is as a quarterback. And you can blame Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. You can blame their lack of skill players 100%. He deserves at least a little bit of benefit of the doubt because of the situation that he's in right now, which is crazy to say because he plays for the Patriots, but it's the fact of the matter. They do not have the infrastructure to help him right now, and he's not doing anything to help himself either. Mac Jones looks stale, looks like crusty. He looks old, right? And maybe it's because he's banged up. Maybe it's because he's getting his ass kicked. Maybe it's because he doesn't know what to do because his offense is stupid. All those things could be true together, right? But I, I am not trusting in Mac Jones to win games for the Patriots. I don't think the Patriots are trusting in Mac Jones to win games for them. If they make the playoffs, which again, you know, and I don't, they're going to run one of those systems like they do with Ramondre Stevenson and, and Damian Harris and some of those tight ends and short passing opportunities. Maybe they take one or two deep shots to Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, and that'll be about it. Sometimes the team tells you what they believe in their quarterback right in front of our face. And the Patriots have told us all year that they don't trust him. I don't know if they trust themselves. Mac Jones doesn't trust them. It's ugly. It's not been good. Mac Jones, not him. I ain't banking on him to boost up more than he is now. You know, he could be in the might blow it category. Sure. Sure. Why not? Might blow it. Shouldn't blow it. That's the category we would think he was in last year. That at worst comes to worst, he'll make the right decision. He won't take unnecessary risks. But this year, he's taken unnecessary risk sometimes he's not finding the open receivers he doesn't look in rhythm with an offense part of that's his fault part of it's not that's the fact of the matter he ain't him 
I also have Kenny Pickett in this category. Feels a little bit unfair. Um, and, and I wrote in parentheses here on the list, and I'll put it back up on YouTube for anybody watching on YouTube here. I put yet, like he's not him yet. Like, I don't know really what Kenny Pickett's ceiling is here. It could be a little bit higher, maybe. Like it, it could be in the Kirk Cousins category. Absolutely. We have, we, he needs more time. Like, he's not going into this playoffs this year. And that's what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about the 2023 playoffs. He's not it. He's not the answer at quarterback. Can he help them move the ball? Yes. Has the offense been better with him than Trubisky? Yes. Are his receivers happier that he's the quarterback? Most definitely. Is Najee Harris looking better and Jalen Warren better? Yeah. Can the Steelers make some noise and give somebody a tough game and maybe steal one? Sure. Why not? It's not going to be because Kenny Pickett steals anything himself. It's not going to be because he can carry an offense himself. It's similar to Mac Jones, except Pickett seems to be going up and Mac Jones stock is going down. But right now they're in the same category where they're not the ones who are going to be leading teams to victories here in the playoffs this year. It's going to be the rest of the team. It's going to be the defenses and the Patriots and the Steelers are very similar in this regard right now where their defenses can create turnovers. They can score points. They have running backs who can make big time plays they have receivers. No, they don't. Well, the Steelers have Kenny Pickens. Uh, Kenny Pickens. Jesus Christ. Kenny Pickett. They have George Pickens making plays out there. He's not a take the top off guy. He's more of a spectacular catch guy. It is what it is. Steelers win games. It's not going to be because of Kenny Pickett here in the playoffs. Titans. Who's their quarterback? Tannehill. Malik Willis. Josh Dobbs. Goddamn. That ain't it. <laughs> that ain't it, man. You know, like. We're talking about the Titans quarterback situation. We don't even know what we're talking about. All we know is they've had a bad offense all year. They're going to continue to do so. They might not even be in the playoffs right now. So hopefully if you're listening to this and the Jaguars won in week 18, you're like, all right, this episode's over. Thank you very much, Pete. I appreciate your time. Tannehill has been injured. He's held them together when he wasn't injured, but now he's banged up. Can he do anything? Do they have any playmakers? Is Derrick Henry going to be able to do anything by himself? I don't know. They're struggling real bad right now. I mean, the Titans are losing game after game. They might not even be in the playoffs right now. We know this. The Titans quarterback situation, that ain't it. No one's signing up for it. No one's going for it. So to recap, we have six tiers here. We have the him tier, the top, top, top tier. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. That could be him. They can carry the team. They probably won't do it all the time, but they can do it. That's Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts, and Tom Brady. Then the favorite stolen from part of my take is the Kirk Cousins tier. That includes Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, also Tom Brady, and Trevor Lawrence. We have the shouldn't blow it category, which is Brock Purdy. The might blow it category, which is Geno Smith, Jared Goff, and the Dolphins quarterback situation. And then we have not him. The quarterbacks who will not be winning games for their teams, but with their teams if they happen to do so. That's Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett, and whoever the hell is playing the quarterback for the Titans. That's all we got. Quarterback tiers entering the playoffs in 2023. NFL, man. Playoffs are here. It's exciting stuff. That's all we got on Subway Sports Talk. I'm Pete Kennedy. Don't forget to hit me up if you have any questions or concerns, or maybe you want to talk smack about where I rank these dang quarterbacks. Please feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Pete Kennedy with two Y's. Same thing on Instagram or at Subway Sports Talk on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. That's what we got. I'm in Hawaii. That's it. Right now, you're listening to this. I'm not. I'm I'm hiking a volcano right now. And that's a flex. That was a flex.
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Happy New Year, everybody. Can't be saying that now on January 11th, but here I am saying it. So hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review on the podcast apps like Apple or Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe, hit the notification bell on YouTube. Thank you for listening to all of you. And I hope you're having a wonderful time so far in January of 2023 and beyond into the playoffs of NFL in 2023, right into February.